Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios, not the seven stages of hell. We thank you guys for listening. This is Freddy Aloso with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. All right. So this week we got a couple, uh, we lost a couple uh, wrestlers. Well, one wrestler and one wrestler adjacent person. Um, the one the person I wanted to highlight this week was Adrian Street. Uh, known as the exotic one, if you don't know about him. Uh, fascinating career. Uh, started in England. Uh, wrestled there till he was 40. And then decided to take his uh, tools on the road and come to the States. And of all places, went to Canada and Texas. Can you imagine how uh, an androgynous looking man in the 70s <laughs> went over in Canada and Texas? Uh, but a real legitimate tough guy. I mean, uh, one of the original shooters. And, uh, you know, I, I heard an interview him recently and they asked if anybody ever messed with him. And he said, it only happened once or twice. And then people knew, you know, just because I wasn't the tallest uh, or the toughest looking, that didn't mean I couldn't kick your ass if I needed to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he's inspired. Uh, and he also admitted that uh, adorable Adrian Adonis stole his gimmick. And Jimmy Hart told him he was going to do it because he wouldn't sign with WWF. So they just stole it and, you know, didn't do it right. Didn't do it justice for sure. Um, so again, interesting guy. There's a, I think on the, the WWE network, there's a, a documentary. So get a, if you get a chance, check it out. The other person I want to talk about was Pee Wee Herman. And where you, you think, I'm sure when you think Pee Wee Herman, you think wrestling. But if you've ever seen when he co-hosted Raw, I right. mean, he he had a few segments that were just great, uh, particularly with The Rock. So, uh, you know. An interesting guy, interesting life, but you know, as far as wrestling goes, you know, he had a small but but impactful yeah, appearance. So, fare thee well, Adrian Street. Fare thee well, Pee Wee Herman. All right, now the co-host, the Reverend himself, Jason Todd. Yeah, and I got a couple of things for you this week. So first, we'll go back to nineteen. 19- 95, uh, when WCW uh, aired the Collision in Korea event for the first time in the UK. It was taped in North Korea earlier in the year, and it had allegedly 340,000 attendees. Um, I do believe when Chairman Kim tells everybody it's time to go to the wrestling show, everybody actually goes to a wrestling show so that number might have been higher for all and two years later in 1997 was pretty much the pile driver that changed wrestling history uh, match between stone cold steve austin and owen hart um owen gave him a pile driver the pile driver was as botched as it gets and stone cold his neck basically and changed up his style out of necessity and became a mega 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 star so that's some history for today all right and last but not least the encyclopedia blackbeard himself and gentlemen this saturday it's time for red hot action it's time for summer there it is. That had Without to fail. Every year. 
the encyclopedia hits us with the SummerSlam entrance. And I love it. Every year. You're welcome. If I'm quiet the rest of the show, you know why. <laughs> so Spitting up blood in the corner. Without further ado, you guys voted. This week's watch-along is Triple H versus HBK. Who would like to give us the the little history tidbit on this one? Encyclopedia. Okay. Uh, so we'll just keep this short, sweet, and to the point. Triple H and Shawn Michaels look like we're going to reunite as Degeneration X. Michaels was attacked in a parking lot. Didn't know who caused it. And then with the benefit of technology, they were able to zoom in and unpixelate the video, and it was Triple H, thus setting up Shawn Michaels' first match in four years. This is his first match back after WrestleMania 14 when he dropped the title to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, initially, this was thought of as probably a one-off just to see if he could pull it off and had a pretty good run after that. Nice. You know, a little bit of interesting trivia. Three out of the four people on this panel tonight were at that show live. Didn't even know each other, but yet we were all there. I don't know how interesting it is to everybody, but all right. To me. <laughs> it's interesting to me. So says the guy with the new Instagram handle. It's real to me, damn it. 1969. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, folks, we also like to announce this is the last night for the Devil's Advocate. He sold us out to go write for some wrestling blog and kept us in the dark. Way to go, bro. You're right. I don't sucks. know if they can afford him. Can they afford him? That's the no. The problem is nobody can. What do you charge a word? I can't tell you. <laughs> Secret deal. All right, are we ready? All right. So, one hour, forty-one minutes, and eight seconds. Season fifteen of SummerSlam on Peacock. Yeah. So pause this now if you need to watch a dozen commercials. For those of you that are cheap like the rest of us and don't pay for the ad-free version. All right. Uh, we'll do three, two, one, play. When I say play, you play. You guys good? You guys ready? Set through yes, your commercials? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. All right. So we've got old SmackDown set here. Just rearranged. Budget cuts. All right. Had to pay for all this pyro. <laughs> oh, I forgot. This is when Sean had the jeans. Um, <laughs> I, I don't understand the chaps over the jeans. Right. You know, I that, that would be like all... that'd be like a stripper wearing a bathing suit with pants. I thought that's just how they dressed in San Antonio. I really did. Wasn't it? But it was a street that, fight. Yeah, I was going to say old school. They used to actually dress in street clothes for street fights. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the line, it was like, no, we're going to wear our actual clothes. And wear Bible verses on right. their shirts. That's right. He made it cool Christian. before Tebow did. 
<laughs> Man, the old school in ring pyro for Sean. Right. So, Rob, Jay, yes, where were you guys sitting for this? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I was, um, yeah, I guess I was a hard camera side. Uh -huh. I was actually, so I was. Oh, wait, hold on. No, no. I'm no, trying to figure say. out which is hard camera here. Hard camera would be straight on what they're what we're seeing. Okay, then no, I was. On the camera side. Yeah. Okay. I was sitting 10 rows on the back on the floor behind the announcers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And if you really want to be entertained, pay special attention during the Rock Brock match. You can see our former co-host, Stevie G, jumping up and down, and then he's disappearing as security grabbed him and took him away. He almost got thrown out. Nice. All your stories end like that. No, just that one. Rob, we, we, we have a separate story for, for the Survivor Series one with, with him. Mm. And the uh, and the ugly girl, but we'll save that for another time. We probably already I feel did. like that, that story one's... ends. A, that story ends a lot with Stevie too. With same thing. Well, that's what I was talking. <laughs> yeah, you said every single Steven story. I know. I'm talking about the ugly girl. Too. Oh. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> well, the one the one he actually the one he met at this show was actually pretty nice. But anyway, doesn't matter. Man, Triple H was fresh off a of cycle on this one. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. He is yeah. ripped. Actually, I thought so for him this is kind of small. I don't know. Look at those pecs. Jesus, he's got boobs. He's rocking some double Cs there. Right? <laughs> At this point, wait. No, I, I was going to say, did Stephanie have her boob job yet? <laughs> Who was bigger here? Right. I think they had the same doctor. Maybe he got them to keep up. <laughs> Very competitive in that household. <laughs> This was way before Blade, right? Because I uh, see him without the beard. Blade was 2002. Well, he's yeah. had the beard on and off. 2002, That's this is the same year. So it's the same year. Which means he probably had already filmed it at this point. Right. Oh, I was going to check IMDb for that, and I get this graphic of the guy from Princess Bride saying inconceivable. Apparently they're down. There you go. Another yeah. Princess Bride reference. Well, yeah, but that was we made that before we hit record, so the the crew doesn't know. That's okay. That's it's, that was for us. An Easter yeah. egg for us. So Blade Two, you said he was in. No, it was Blade, Blade Three. Three. Oh, yeah. Okay, Blade Three was actually released in 04. I oh, you know, I was thinking of Blade Two. Oh, I think before. Blade Two was 02. Yeah. So was that? That was uh, evolution time at that point, right? I'm gonna it's, leave that to you guys because I never actually watched any of these. He was so no, good. No, I'm saying he, he, he was didn't get any more evolution. movie roles after that. Oh, the, the evolution didn't really start up until a few months after this. Because look, 
within the next two pay-per-views, Ric Flair is in Triple H's corner. Ric Flair actually wrestled on the show earlier. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, Jericho match, yeah. Yep. Yeah, this card, for those of you that might not have seen this one, and this is season 15 on Peacock, in case we didn't cover that before, because I don't think we did. I think we just gave the we time. Did. No, uh, we did. I, I, I said okay. But this card, top to bottom, was actually a really good card. I think the worst match on the card was like Undertaker versus Test. Yeah. Everything else on the card was really good. And then uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Booker T came out, the flame shot up so high it burned part of the the uh, one of the sets. You're right. Okay, here we go. A little street fight action going. Garbage can. Right, so cool. someone, yeah, in a fight without the trash cans. Right. Yo, you know what I just realized? Triple H stole his referee attire from Shawn Michaels' O2 attire. Look at that. The jeans tucked into the boots. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It's funny to see it's a much older crowd in the late 90s, early 2000s. Well, this, so? was, this was in kid product right now. Right. Mm, yeah, I guess, I guess this was before the PG era. That's true. Yeah, this is... um. This is Ruthless Aggression again, era, right? Ruthless Aggression, right? yeah. Yeah, just I think started. it's just getting started, yeah. And we got our uh, photographers at ringside. No. That's right. We're still trying to figure out when the photographer stopped. I was going to say, when did WWE, the magazine, stop? So oh, you think it was related to that? The same time. Mm, maybe. But most of those photographers, like, we're not not all of them were WWE magazine. Like George Napolitano was pro wrestling illustrator. He used to be at all of them. Okay. Yeah, see the guy, see the little the guy in the middle with the camera and the flash. That's George Napolitano from PWI. Yeah, I could see how WWE would be like. You know what? No more photographers or exams. Hmm. Yeah, I think they started getting really protective around their content at this point. So maybe they figured, well, if they want to see it, they'll go through .com. Well, I think they were still they were still doing the blood here, though. No, no, no. I mean, in terms of owning their content. Oh, like, yeah. You want photos? You're going to get them from us. So we have a guy there, but one. Well, and they said Michaels didn't re wrestle for four years, but I think he did a couple, one or two street fights for his. What, what was it? he had that? Uh, TWA. That what is that what it was called? TWA. Yep. What Texas was it, Texas Wrestling Academy. Wrestling? 
Yeah, he wrestled before. He didn't do like you said though. He didn't do like wrestling matches. He did a couple street fights. And what was the guy? I think the guy's name was Venom or something like that. Sounds familiar. And no, folks, we're not talking about the Spider-Man villain. Ew. Huh? What was ill? When you didn't see what Triple H just did into Shawn Michaels' face? Yeah. Just suck it right in his face. (laughs) I tried to blur it out of my mind. Oh, they're going to replay it, too. There it is. There you go. Yeah, and that angle does it wasn't a very good one for that. No, the angle didn't help. <laughs> good thing this was before HD. <laughs> I gotta say, at least using the app version of this, and I'm assuming this happens on the real. I, I do appreciate the fact that while they don't do this on Raw or SmackDown, at least with the streaming services, they don't try to stretch out the screen to fit the 16 by now because it always looks terrible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he looks like the guy in Deliverance as he's getting it. I did not have a deliverance reference on my bingo card. (laughs) (laughs) The look of disgust on Rob's face. (laughs) I'm just hoping we move on. That's all. From a certain angle there, as they pan to the stage, you can see the guys cleaning up all of Sean's confetti with like (laughs) rakes and shit. So we want to, while we're doing this, thank all of you who voted for this watch along. We appreciate it. You know, I don't get, this is supposed to be an unsanctioned match, right? So why is the referee like going, no. Like he's just be like, hey, dude, just let me know when you're ready to pin him. Right. I think instinct. It's emotion. Yeah. I, I, I'd be like sitting on the ropes, like whenever you're finished, just call me over. I'll come. Yeah. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a beer. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, Shawn Michaels. Cut open. Already Somehow a DDT, a DDT on a chair cut your head open, but. Speaking of the blood. I saw the Abdullah the Butcher, Dark Side of the Ring. Kind of crazy. If you guys haven't had the time to check it out, check that out. Poor Rob wanted to talk about that one a month ago. Yeah, I got in a little rabbit hole. I saw that one, the Bam Bam, and last week's, or this week's, the Bash at the Beach. I didn't watch that one yet. That's the only one I haven't seen. You guys can have a special episode to cover those. I'm still five episodes behind on that one. Yeah, they're all on YouTube. You can check them out. I got them on the DVR. I just haven't 
I mean, Abdullah the Butcher, I can't decide if he's like the biggest con man yes. in the world, or is he just a really nice person who's like in a bad circumstance? I, I can't decide. I couldn't figure it out. I'm with Right? Because yeah. you could go either way. You could make an argument either way. It's 50 50. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, first of all, the one thing I would never do is let anyone else cut me open. If I was going to do something like that, I'm doing it myself. Yeah, I'm doing it myself because I don't trust anybody else in that situation. I don't trust any of you guys to do it. And it's not that I don't like you guys. It's just you don't know what the hell. You know what I mean? Like in in yeah. the in the you don't action, you don't. Yeah. Well, that and you you know, I move right, and and you cut too deep, or you don't know how deep you're. You know what I mean? Like I I don't understand why you'd let anyone else do that for sure. And I mean, and he was he was wrestling at a time where there were no regulations, so nobody was testing their blood or nothing like that. So it was the Wild West. And and the other thing I don't understand is, would you let someone else, like, would you would you get a blade from somebody else? No. no hey, Freddie, you got a blade on you? Let me borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Do I have a pot of boiling water to run it through real quick? I mean, <laughs> I mean, how much does a razor blade cost? They, they were too too lazy to go get another one? Right. You could get a pack for five bucks back then, maybe less. Yeah, like less, that I was going to say, two fifty back then. It's right. got to be less than that. Like a 20-pack? I mean, there's just some... I don't know. Why does he have to? He, why does he have to break that? It's it's an unsanctioned match. He doesn't have to let right. go of the ropes. So he's not appealing to the rules in this. He's appealing to a sense of decency that we all know Triple H does not have. Right. And that's that's the story they're telling there. Man, looking like looking like a baseball manager. Right now. Okay. Is that Buckshaw Walter? Tell me Triple H shouldn't just punch him just on on, on just principle. Get, yeah. Yeah, on principle alone. You get in my face. I, I, actually, he maybe does that better than a lot of wrestlers, especially back then, in that he'd created this thing character, this aura that was so intimidating, and then he would always back off yeah. from the rest. Just that I can't believe you're actually coming at me like that. Yeah, Sorry. Like, whoa, whoa, easy, easy. You would cower up real quick. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, man, the amount of signs in the crowd. And I feel like that's less than what it used to be. Mm. Yeah, there were so many times you before this, you'd go to shows and you couldn't see anything because there'd be so many damn posters up, especially in the Attitude Era. They CBS must have like they must have done several MRIs and scans on HBK before they ran this match. Oh yeah. And 
probably had him sign a lot of waivers. <laughs> These guys wrestled for another nearly 20 years after this. Yeah. Mm. Did they, though? Uh, I think it's fair. Well, well let's see. Michaels. 21 years ago. So well, Right. So this was the next pay-per-view. WrestleMania would have been 19. Michaels retired at 26. So he went another seven and a half. And then he came back for that ill-fated match that we yeah. did. Yeah. Months oh. ago, the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. I was, uh, Thanks for muting there, Rob. What's that? What's the mute button? Mute that. Here, wait, let me turn it down. You couldn't get away with a slow-paced match like this now. The fans would be flipping shit and saying it's a terrible match. I don't know. Uh, I think WWE could. No, I think I agree with Anthony. There's no planches and suicidas right. in this match. People would be going crazy. There's they're, they're selling. They're, they're telling selling a story. Super kick. Right. <laughs> what super? That's true. How are people going to How know? that's changed? How that has changed in like what 15 years from this match? All of a mm -hmm. sudden, super kick was a, just a regular thing. Mm. If the Young so Bucks the couldn't the had to go a match without super kicks, there'd be no match. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you get a super kick. And you get a super kick. And you. Wasn't there like an infamous video where them and some other tag team, like in the indie scene, just kept throwing super kicks at each other, like missing all of them, and it went on for like 90 seconds? There's all types of clips on YouTube of them. Yeah. Uh, super kick party. Yeah. Wow, the days when there was the blue steel chairs. I was going to say, how to get rich off somebody else's move. Just watch the one. Jeez. Damn. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. I don't think you are. Well, I mean, the good news this week is that we have the elite for four more years. Yep. Is that good news? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> good news. Well, for them, it's good news. Yeah, good for their agents. Good for and that match this week was kind of, was pretty entertaining, I have to say. Yeah. When uh, what's his name? Singh got in the ring and and they went to tag out and the, and, the, and Kenny Omega and Nick Jackson were like, "Yeah, that's all right." Yeah, that, that was <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Damn, Triple H, you cut yourself a bit too deep. Yeah, I was gonna say. 
Sean stopped bleeding. Sean's already gone. Like, yeah. Like, how bad could his back hurt if he just did a nip up like that? Right. No, see, see, the king just told us this pure adrenaline right there. Uh-huh. Did somebody have a sign? Ooh, head about headshot. That? Can't do that anymore. Nope. About the what did you say, Freddy? Did you guys see that? The Long yeah, Island Railroad. <laughs> I don't even think the Long Island Railroad stops at Nassau Coliseum. Over by that Shawn Michaels, the HBK Steel Rules sign. Somebody's got a L-I double R sign. Yeah, we will definitely be on the lookout for that one. Yeah, he got the hands up. Ow. He's whipping them like a government mule. Cole. Hmm. What the hell was he wearing? I'm young and agile there. <laughs> right? Going over the barricade? Yeah, <laughs> smelly shoe. <laughs> Way to sell that size 10 hitting them in the head. <laughs> You had to get a full full run around the ring for that one. <laughs> Bron Braun Strowman stole that from him. That's right. I don't miss him at all. Nobody does. Raquel does. Why she got him at home. And they probably miss being on the road together. Weren't they on different shows? Uh, not anymore. No, I think they were on the same show. They were on SmackDown and then Raw. <laughs> Braun Strowman's got bigger boobs than she does. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Every time I see her, I'm like, boy, if she was came in 10 years ago, she'd be in under the knife. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, in that company? She, Hell yeah. Right? She would have gotten injured. Her, Dakota... <laughs> They all be, uh, they'd all go out on an injury and come back with with uh, swelling on their chests. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what the? <laughs> what the one every single, every single shot at him. Just sick, man. <laughs> We've corrupted the Reverend. We have. 
One of us. Rev Reverend, One start of us. taking a collection for Raquel. I don't want her mad at me. Damn, Triple H really got himself deep. Mm -hmm. That's one of the times that the Spanish announce table isn't on the right side. Mm. Wait, the Spanish Times table is always on the left side, isn't it? You no, that's what I mean. Sorry. It's on the left side. It's normally on the left, but it's on the right this time. Hmm. Really, it's room on that suplex. Okay, got some some steel steps. Like hmm. This is back when steel steps weren't used in every freaking match. Right. Right. Or at least not bringing them into the ring. Mm. I think this is how Damn. you know that Triple H really did look up to Ric Flair in a lot of ways because he would do these matches and be just the most evil bastard in the match and then do these Inspector Clouseau-like things. Like, face first into the steps, but make it look really comical. Mm. <laughs> Come on, the most comical was Shawn Michaels selling for Hulk Hogan. Well, yeah, but that was like out of spite. That was just out of pure spite. To our benefit. <laughs> that should be a future watch along. Yeah.
Yeah, here we go. This is his head shrink or fat two moment. Count. Count. It wasn't false count anywhere, was it? No. Now the crowd would give a polite clap for that move. Here they're chanting, holy shit. Because well, it would be the first move at him at, right after the bell rang. Shades of WrestleMania 10 here. Mm. Yeah, back when this is well, no, they must have they have the uh 20 foot ladders at this point. It's like Jeff Hardy's manager back then, yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is post TLC, yeah, yeah. I think this was a year after that first TLC, even though WrestleMania 2000 could have been considered a TLC, yeah, that's true. They should have made this like a downloadable character back in the day. Shawn Michaels in a street fight in attire. Right. Fun fact. I was wearing my NWO wizard shirt today. And one of the kids on the team told me, he's like, oh, is that a wrestling company shirt? I was like, it's a wrestling shirt. He's like... Because I just got N64 the other day, and I was playing that game. I was like, "Nice, I like you, kid. Well played. <laughs> and there we go. Interesting ending there. No finish. Prelude to things to come, because I feel like WWE is doing more finishes where the finisher doesn't necessarily end it. Or it's like a wrestling move. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the injury angle in case he couldn't come back. Legiomatic. Suck the air right out of the arena. Super Heat 101. Mm. Master the sledgehammer. He's often, HBK was often on the end of. uh, Post post match shenanigans there because mm. this one and then years a couple years later, uh, WrestleMania with Chris Jericho. It wasn't a couple years later. This it was like was that the next year? Yeah, next WrestleMania. Wow. Yeah, he did a lot in a short amount of time since that comeback. He did. Yeah, the, <laughs> the doctor the and the doctor's, doctor's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like how Earl says he hit him with a sledgehammer. Was nobody in the back watching? <laughs> what happened here? I don't know what happened. He's yeah, just yeah, laying here. Yeah, you got to give the doctor credit, though. He went all in. He's got the plastic gloves and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's from catering. He's not a doctor. <laughs> you, so that actually shelf. makes me happier he had the gloves. So. You with the chef's <laughs> outfit. You need to play doctor. <laughs> yeah. I know you're serving chicken parm right now, but I really <laughs> need you to run out to the surprised room. he doesn't have the little bag with him. Right. <laughs> hey, you with the ladle, get out to the ring. <laughs> That's why Triple H left right there. He's like, oh, it's triple chicken parm night? Oh, shit. <laughs> right? I got to get to the back. I can get more Food's than ready, one piece man. now. Food's ready. Yeah. All right. Well, hope you guys uh, enjoyed that. Stretch her no mouth. Okay. All sorts of good stuff. Great. All right. So from one SummerSlam to another, it's time for our SummerSlam 2023 picks. Already got in your mouth. Nasty. I'm enjoying some chocolate. Sorry. All right. So before we get into these picks, is anyone else bothered by the fact that there were all these storylines that were hinting towards matches at the show, and instead they're being blown off on like Raw and SmackDown over the next few weeks. Like we had this I whole read, thing for a new number one contender for the U.S. title, got moved to SmackDown. We I had, read that there's uh, timing issues. There's eight matches, and they have like they usually broadcast these big four for almost four hours. They need four hours to do eight matches now. No, that's what I read. I read that. That's I why that too. the um, the Becky Lynch match got dropped too. That was the one that surprised me the most. The U.S. title one, I was like, all right, well, I, I really question how over Santos Escobar is. But he could have done that on the kickoff show. Okay. The most, perhaps, arguably, the most overact in WWE right now does anyway. not have a title defense at SummerSlam. Right. You're Ripley. Yeah, that one surprised me too. Yeah. And then, and as we go through these picks... I feel like we're getting like rematch mania or something here. Like with the top three matches, they're all rematches. Some of them from recent shows. And I no mean, stipulations. Like that, if they're doing a program like that, that's some of that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Cody Brock match could have had some sort of stipulation. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor definitely should have had a stipulation. I feel like they I feel like they mailed it in as far as coming up with creativity for the matches. But anyway. I tend to I tend to agree. I think I don't know why there aren't any stipulations in any of these matches. Like you would have thought Cody I mean I mean but with Cody and Brock they already did. Right? They a did stipulation. stipulation right? Yeah. So no, right they've been both straight matches? I thought they were. Were they both? I thought. I'll check. I, I thought, thought Puerto Rico uh, was like a street fight. Yeah, I thought no, one of them was. Uh, I could be wrong, um, uh, but I'm, why do I get the feeling that one of them was? I'll check, but it would seem odd to <clears throat> for the very first encounter to be stipulation. Right. That that's true, but I could have sworn one of them was. I'm checking. I am checking. Uh, let's see. Nope. Cody Brock was the singles match at Backlash, and then. What was the next one? Night of Champions? Mm -hmm. 
Singles match. No, straight. Hmm. And the kicker is the Night of Champions one, the rematch was nine minutes and 40 seconds. The backlash match was nine minutes and 40 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Brock doesn't get paid. once Brock hits the doesn't ten minute mark, 10 minutes, he, his yeah. pay goes up. Yeah, or he doesn't get paid after ten minutes. I don't work for free, so oh, yeah, it's another hundred grand. Yeah, I mean we have no uh, all these matches except for uh, Rousey and Baszler are straight and tag team championships. There is no tag team championship. No, I was say. Kevin Earl Owens is out, so I think it, yeah, oh, that's right. Okay, that's why we got Sammy teaming up with Seth this past week on Raw. That makes sense. Yeah. But you could have thrown Sammy in there against either Priest or Dominic. At least, I mean, well, he already lost to Dominic, so that's out. So this first match to SummerSlam Battle Royal is just just for. Do you get anything for this? Uh, the pride of winning a battle royal at SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was thinking about it. I don't recall there ever being a battle royal at SummerSlam. I don't think so either. I don't think yeah. there has. So I was kind of surprised when they when they announced. It. I was like, wait, they've never done a battle royal there. All right. Well, let's kick it off. So we have a SummerSlam battle royal featuring Sheamus, LA Knight, Ciampa, yeah. Nakamura, Otis, Chad Gable, and many more. So, do we think this is where they finally give LA Knight his due? Because that's my pick. Yeah, I think this is where it starts. I feel like I've been burned picking him too often. That's the problem. Well, well who do you like? Time. Who do you think is the next best option then? If you don't like LA Knight, I don't know. Shinsuke, Sheamus. I, I have no idea. I think LA Knight should win, but I thought LA Knight should win Money in the Bank, and they. Gave it to Damian Priest instead. Well, I mean, I get Priest. I understand where that fits in. Um, but I think if they're going to give LA Knight a push, this would be the place to do it. At least he can claim he won the Battle Royal and maybe challenge one of the maybe he can challenge uh, Theory or something like that. I don't know. Well, Theory's next defense is against Santos Escobar. Right, but I mean, he could be next in line because mm. I don't think any of Escobar the U.S. title. So no, I don't either. Um. And I feel like Theory's kind of been running that U.S. title scene for a better part of a year now. Surprisingly, like yeah. yeah. I think Lashley had it for a few months in between, but um, so, I don't want to fall behind you any further than I am either. So I almost feel like I have to pick L.A. Knight because that way, if I'm because if L.A. Knight wins and I pick somebody else, then I'm gonna feel stupid. And there's bonus points on for this one. Um, no, I'll stick with LA Knight. I, I want him to win. I really like him. He's like the first shirt in like three years I actually want to buy, as well as the new KO shirt. If you guys haven't seen that, check that out. That, that's yeah, a, that's uh, awesome. I don't have an anger problem. You're yeah. just an idiot. Like yeah. <laughs> You're just an idiot. That was great. I was like, I got to get that shirt. All right, uh, Jay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with LA Knight. And no, nothing else makes sense. All right, so Rob... Rob will hold the title for another two years. <laughs> I mean, you know, they keep talking about how Seamus is, or uh, what's his name, is going to pass Honky Tonk. I'm going to pass them all someday. So You already passed Gunther. <laughs> you already passed Honky Tonk. If this was an Intercontinental title, chasing this is a world the, title. I'm, You're chasing, chasing Bruno. The, yeah, I'm chasing the, the tribal chief right now. Right. All right, our next match. You, I think you're ahead of him by a week. 
Acknowledge me. Okay. Uh, next match. MAA M -A -A rules. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't care. <laughs> you know what, Freddie? Say, you're saying my name, aren't you? <laughs> so for those of you, obviously, because we don't do the YouTube video, Freddie just gave him the finger. Yep. That finger up to the air. Look, I didn't say how to acknowledge me. And you it around like just, you just don't care. So, right sure. here, buddy. Sure. <laughs> All right, back to back to regular program. Oh, well, oh, by the way, who for the NXT? Uh, who had the lowest picks? I, I think it was a three-way tie, and then there was one guy, one guy who didn't. Our what next match: Ronda <laughs> Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> MMA rules. Good thing your football picks aren't as bad as your wrestling picks. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, Jesus. I'll take it. All right, Rousey versus Baszler. Who do we like? Jason, you go Baszler. first this time. I got Baszler. All right, here's my only thing. I think Baszler's going to win too, but we don't know when Ronda's timer is up. So could it be possible that Rousey wins this one? But they're doing it, they're doing it weird again, right? Because they're doing a stipulation match before they've had a regular match. That's true. So there are any true. any thoughts that maybe Ronda pulls this one out and Baszler wins the rematch, or you think Baszler wins at SummerSlam and they call it done? Like where Baszler wins the actual wrestling match? Because I mean, if she wins the next pay per view, is it does is it as big a win? You know what I'm saying? Like normally, you want to give somebody a big win, you give them at at a, a one of the big four, right? Right. So, I mean, See, if Baszler wins this one, the feud's over, right? I mean. Or it resumes later when Rousey decides to come back again. If she decides to come back. Right. Well, we've heard that before, too. Um, I think it, it, it would, it's also interesting because, quite frank, I think it's pretty obvious even to people that didn't follow MMA, Ronda had the more successful MMA career. You know? Big time. So it's interesting yep. that they're doing an MMA rules match. And the way the storyline's built up, it's tailor-made for Baszler to win because it's been showcased. Ronda's always been a step ahead of her with the late start and the shortcuts and all that. I want to say Baszler, and I'm going to say Baszler, but Rob, I think, brings up a very interesting point. And I wonder if this MMA rules match is simply the rumors being true that Ronda's injury kind of Force them to rush the storyline. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go, go Baszler, Baszler too, well. but but I can make a an argument for Rousey. All right. So next match, uh, we have no charisma Ricochet versus Logan Paul. <laughs> he said. Isn't that your fiance over there? She's gonna have to say the winner is, and I was like, "Ooh, because that hasn't happened before." Yeah. All right, I I think Logan Paul has to get the win here, right? I mean, he's got to win a match yeah. at some point, and Ricochet, yeah. you know, who cares? Can you imagine if Ricochet wins? That means that Ricochet is better than the Miz at this point, because <laughs> the Miz is the only one that lost to Logan Paul otherwise. Right. That's hilarious. All right, logo Logan across the board. I suppose. Yeah. Would it would it be uh, bad for me to wish him a, a really bad injury yes. during the match? Yeah, I was going to say, that's a little bad. That's bad. And he's actually, I think he's got a boxing fight lined up a few months after this already. 
Isn't that like his twin or his cousin no, no, no. or whatever? His no, brother. Has a fight. His brother has a fight, but I, I thought I read somewhere that Logan Paul actually has another uh, another fight signed coming up now. Really? I'm checking on it now. I think it was just announced. Yeah, it's him and KSI. Again? I don't know. I'm just telling you what it says. Oh, it says, wait, they're fighting on the same night. I don't know if they're facing each other. Oh, wait, no. I don't know. He, he's definitely got a fight coming up. It's in October. Anyway. All right. We spent so, more uh, We spent more on Logan Paul than Rob ever thought we would. So right. let's move on. So look, this is my disapproving. Like this is my disapproving look. Okay, guys, we're not a video show here. That was for you guys. Intercontinental Championship, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Does anyone else feel like this is a mistake having this match simply because Drew McIntyre is a former world champion? And it's like no, no. I could honestly see them cutting Gunther's legs off right now. I'm oh, really no, afraid they're going to do that. I, I think he's going to beat the honky tonk man. Yeah, he's only going to be like the honky tonk man. I don't know. He's coming weeks. out of retirement. Jesus. Uh, <sighs> what do you say? Nothing. We're all responding to your line with our general disdain. Um, I think I Uther gets the win here. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Gunther as well. I don't see him losing yeah. until he passes Honky. When I got the sneaking suspicion we're going all, all the same across the board, maybe we should just save everybody the trip. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. I, I'm stick, I'm going Gunther too, but I could see them cutting Gunther's legs off here. Because Drew McIntyre is one of those guys that can beat him and it won't really necessarily hurt Gunther's run. The only way I see Gunther losing is if they're going to make him run for the world title. Right. I think he keeps the Intercontinental title for a while. And then he, when he loses it, he immediately goes for the world title, and they got to get the world title off Roman. So you think it's going to be Gunther ending Roman? Cody. Okay, so who go, who's Gunther going to go after, Seth? Cody. So you're saying Gunther's not going to be in the world title scene until after WrestleMania 40? Yeah, probably. Are you insinuating he'll hold the Intercontinental title to WrestleMania 40 as well? Mm, I don't know. I don't. He doesn't lose oh. it soon. Uh, maybe Survivor Series, maybe. Because I could but. see Gunther winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, I don't think we want... I don't think... All right, maybe the fans would be okay with this. I personally don't think winning, having Cody win two Royal Rumbles in a row is a great idea. I really no, I don't think so either. I don't. I, I think he has to again. win it like an Elimination Chamber match to get that title shot or something, mm -hmm. you know? And maybe Gunther wins the Royal Rumble and faces Seth. That's that, that that's how I would book it right now. But anyway. Anyway. All right. So, so we have our women's championship triple threat. We have Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. I'm thinking Asuka's retaining here. I think so too. I got a feeling Rob's going in a different direction. No, I think Asuka's going to retain and EO Sky is going to cash in. Ooh. Very plausible. Are we doing see. bonus points on cash-ins again? I don't think we've done that in several years. We don't have to. I just, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, that's fine. I'm just theorizing. I think Asuka sneaks in a win, but I think EO immediately comes out and 
cashes in. And I feel bad for Asuka again because she's not even she's the champion and she's the third option in this match. They're not mm. even showcasing her. Like she she barely gets by. Mm. I and, mean, I could see EO cashing in, but I feel like I, I, I don't feel like they're going to do it just yet. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Freddie, who are you picking? Asuka? Asuka. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, this one really bothers the shit out of me. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. I, I just feel like they built up Balor well enough that they should pull the trigger on him, but this is a new title. It's barely been, what, two months? Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, here's a couple things. Let me throw okay. a few things at you guys. Number one, uh, with the SmackDown title being so wrapped up, I'm thinking maybe this title is the one that gets flipped a little more often because it's defended more often. So there's one theory. Number two, I can see a couple scenarios. I can see Finn winning, right? Creating more drama in Judgment Day. I could see Finn losing... And Damian Priest coming out and cashing in right away and taking the title, creating drama in Judgment Day. It really all comes down to where they're going with this. I think the one scenario I don't see is Seth coming out of this with the title. So I can't decide if Finn's going to win or if Seth is going to win and he's going to immediately lose to uh, Damian Priest. And I, and I know I talked about maybe EO cashing in at the same time. And I don't think that's ever happened. So that would be kind of interesting if they both cashed in on the same night and won. All right. That'd be different. So this is the one match of all the matches on here. I was, I'm still going back and forth. I really don't know what I'm leaning towards because Anthony's right. They really have been built Finn Balor up. Like if he's going to win, this is the one, but one thing I will say, I feel like in NXT, we've seen it. We've seen it in AEW. They'll build somebody up where you think, oh, this person has to win, and they, they don't. Well, they did it with Cody, right? I mean, we thought Cody in was going and WWE. <laughs> it's happened on both rosters. Um, I Not only that. did they do it with Cody, they did it with Sammy just before that. Well, the other and thing And they is, did it with Drew just before that. So, yeah. Uh, I feel like Sammy more so, but yeah, I, I, I definitely in both cases. Um, yeah. The other thing, and it's kind of been overlooked, in the last month, Seth was interviewed where he actually said that he's got some injuries he, going back to 2019 that he never took care of and mentioned his back. Well, why his why would that get brought up now? This could be his way out. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so, all right. So, you either think Seth is going to win and Damien's going to cash or Finn Balor is going to win outright. Right. Those are your, our two options if we eliminate any other one. Well, so what if Baylor wins and then Priest comes That's out and cashes in right away? I don't think they want to break up the judgment day, right? Not yet. No, I, I don't I don't think you um you do that you break them up like that. I, I think it's a slow burn. I don't think they're mm -hmm. they're into these quick uh that's AEW stuff. That and trip well, yeah, and triple H especially he'll like if he, if we you look at his booking during the NXT Black and Gold era, he goes for that long burn. You know, he builds the story up, and it it's usually paced pretty well. You know, it's not like WWE under Vince for years. It was either they pulled the trigger too quickly, or they never pulled the trigger. And by the time they did, it was too late. Nobody gave a shit anymore. You know. All right, I'm gonna pick Seth Rollins. 
and <laughs> after I'm, all that, well, I am going to go with I think Priest is going to cash in. Okay. Well, and Balor's we... going to be resi- he's going to be like I did all the work. Okay. So you here, got I'm all going to throw this out there. Do we want to call cash ins? But if you're wrong, you lose points. No, we don't need to do that. Okay. All right. You're so far ahead, like it gave him. Yeah, like points. he gives a shit. <laughs> can, we, can we just where he loses points either way? You guys want to take points? Like Rob called in two minutes late. That's a thousand points off. <laughs> you go automatically to zero. I like how right, Freddie's now- talking. He was the one that like put himself at a bigger deficit by never making picks one show. <laughs> yep. And you know, I'm putting okay. myself out there and picking first here. So come on. I'm gonna go Finn Balor actually. I'm probably wrong, but I think it would be I think it would be a more interesting story. I feel like the options for Seth are slim pickings right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Finn as well. Talking about the slow burn. You can seize the tension in judgment day for weeks to come. So I'll go I'll go Finn here. I think it's way more interesting if Judgment Day has as much gold as possible, plus that briefcase. It's just, it's it's a way more interesting story. And I think Triple H likes Finn Balor. And I think Vince McMahon is going to have that ankle monitor on pretty soon. So I'm going with Finn Balor. I told you we weren't going to match everywhere. Yeah. Rob, meanwhile, is like... And boy, if I'm I right, put, boy, you I guys are never going to hear the end of it. I was going to say, he's like, I planted the seeds of dissension. and You guys may not want to call in next for. week if I'm right. <laughs> so next week, I'd like to announce it'll be a one-man show. It'll be like Joey Styles doing ECW back in the day, featuring the devil's advocate all by himself. And I'm going to spend the whole hour talking about how I picked that match. The whole hour. That's it. That one match. That's all. Just how great Lowest he is. Listen, episode picks. of all time. All right, we have Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, and I think we all think Cody's going to win this one, right? Yeah. No, I think Brock's going to win. No, I'm kidding. It really sucks that Brock has that that T-shirt he's got now, country ass kicking now when he's a heel. Because I was like, if he was a face, I'd buy that shirt. Right. As a heel, I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I like country Brock. I'm sorry he's gone. Well, he's yeah, still cowboy Brock. There. No, I when he was being like all. Like good guy and doing fun stuff. I like. Oh, and right. he's hand, not fun anymore. Glad handing and all that, playing yeah. with babies and and taking fo- selfies with everyone, yeah. And just laughing yeah. it up. Yeah, it was, that was that was because actually you knew the most you knew at any life. moment he was going to snap and like like he'd be holding a Go baby, be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> let me hold your baby. <laughs> nah, goodbye. <laughs> oh well, here's your baby. F five. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not taking notes from Gene Snitsky punting yeah, into punting the crowd. Right? It wasn't my fault. Listen, that's still one of the greatest raw moments ever. <laughs> oh <my laughs> just, just taking the baby. It was a terrible segment. Jason's one of those. He's one of those guys that watches the YouTube videos of kids like getting beat up or hit by cars. No, Jason. I am Jason. not. I am Have telling you, you, it was so ridiculous that. How do you not enjoy that segment? Jason, did you like the Katie Vick segment too? Hell no. 
That was like the one time I turned Raw off and yeah, like, didn't turn it on the rest of the night. Jason, just, let me I remind you that that I am the evil on this show. You can't you can't try to usurp my position here. You only wrote half the book. All right, who's put 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 Cody in here? Whoever's keeping yeah, the score. It's all Cody. All right, and our final match, the tribal combat for the undisputed. Is this, a, I guess, this is just a no rules match, right? The undisputed, basically, WWE Universal Championship and recognition recognition of the tribal chief Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokola versus Jay Uso. By the way, if you people didn't see it, go look out the video of Paul Heyman saying goodbye to Kayla Braxton, who left the bump. Fucking hilarious! If you haven't seen it yet, all right, Freddie, who are you yeah, picking? Oh man, this is a tough one. Rob, Rob was trying to get the lead in there because he wanted to change the subject, and Freddie was just went with my. Thank you. Freddie. I know, I know it's going to be Roman, but I think it would be perfect to be Jay. But it'll be Roman. It's interesting because we've had this like storyline arc for how many years? It started off with Roman winning the belt and feuding with Jay. So mm -hmm. it would be the perfect ending, right? It That's not over. But I, I yeah, I think it's Roman as it's well. It's Roman. Yeah, Come. it's Roman. Okay, I was, I was I, like, I, I, yeah, otherwise. it's it's really good. Though. It's a really good story where you could, if this was a movie, Jay winning makes sense. Because that's when the movie would end. The movie's does, not over. But this anyone, is like the this is like the Avengers sequel. This is only part one. Yeah. Does anyone think Jimmy Uso's running in on this match? Because I feel like he is. Possibly. Yeah. So solo. I mean, it's going to be a mess. You know, it'd be really entertaining is if they had Sammy come in and like everybody that Roman wronged, like came in and got involved in this match trying to get Roman down. I want to that see like Rikishi. I want to see like Afa and Sika. I want to see like everybody. Every Samoan well, they can find. There's talk of The Rock showing up, right? Oh, it's going to be The Rock. Please. Damn. He's too busy. You notice he donated. <laughs> it was such a disgusted reaction. <laughs> Bunch of shit takers. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, he donated a million dollars, I guess, to help support the actors and writers with this strike. But you don't see him on the picket line. They don't want him that? on the pick. They don't want the bigger stars on the picket line because they think it takes away from the pe the, the the people yeah. who they're striking for. Exactly. Because they yeah. said they were given um, what's her name, Jennifer Aniston, and all those people shit for not being on the lines, and they were they said they were told by the union not to come because they're not the people who they're picketing for. They're picketing for the the smaller people. Yeah. So they well, don't want A-list people. I saw Adam Sandler and... Uh, okay, Adam Sandler is not a huge Hollywood star. Not anymore. Okay, Maybe 10 years ago. He's, he's still in the streets. He's not a... Yeah, I think it's okay for him to show up. They've been... They've been people have been uh, saying The Rock's going to show up since this whole angle started. He's not coming. No. So, forget it. And it would can be you imagine? It would be WrestleMania if he was coming. It wouldn't be SummerSlam. Can you imagine if they're setting up 
if it ends up being Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania 40 and Cody still doesn't get the belt. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, it would. Um, okay, so I think, Rob, this was your topic. Oh. How to do it, Riddle? Well, yeah, I read something online. Um, I mean, he lost this week to... Ludwig Kaiser. Right. I was going to say, I couldn't remember his last name. And I, when I saw that, I went, man, he's in somebody's doghouse. And I read a rumor online that he's been put on permanent jobber status because of his personal issues. The woman he's dating, uh, his drug issues. That's it for him. He's no more push. He's going to be uh, that. You're, that's all you're going to see now. He's going to be that kind of guy that loses to everybody. What, what are his drug issues, though? He's a pot smoker. That shit's legal. Right, but I think I think it's getting in the way. Look, I'm just telling you what I read. They said his. I think his girlfriend is a porn star. Yeah, yeah that's that I heard. And he. they say he, he's uh, too heavy on the ganja. So uh, He wasn't as high as RVD was getting well, interviewed by Renee Paquette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure RVD knew he was on AEW. I think he was. He was ready to go eat. I think he was starting to chant ECW, and they had to stop him. He was talking about something he thought happened last week. It's like no, that was five so. minutes ago. I, I. It seems very uh, like a Vince thing to do. I, yeah. I. I don't feel like Riddle's gotten the reaction. I think, unfortunately for him, when Ro- when Randy Orton went down with injury. I think that really hurt him because there was nothing built off of that. He ended up losing to Roman, no other title shot. And I think the fans were like, well, forget this guy. And he you know lost I mean? clean. He lost clean to Roman on TV, not at yeah. a show. You're right. And I, I, I get Roman's got to win some clean sometime. So I get that. Well, and then there was a rumor that Riddle was being teamed up with Drew McIntyre to try to give that rub because they weren't sure if Riddle can get over on his own. And I was like, I don't know about that one either. I don't know. I just feel like. I don't know. I, I feel like he's not necessarily making the effort, so maybe that's why. They, they say he's been rubbing rebound. a lot of people the wrong way. Mm, it's possible. It's bad attitude, you know, and, and uh, this girlfriend apparently is really mouthy. <laughs> Joke so there. I put, so uh, I put him on. Wow. And their whole thing with his ex-wife, and they just think that there's just too many things going on. I don't think they want to strap a rocket to him because they don't trust him. So. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, but is he really suffering? He got to go over to England and I mean, yeah, he lost to Gunther, but wouldn't the bigger punishment to be, okay, we're just going to put you on main event. Well, now he's lost to Gunther's lackey, but it's, who hasn't won a single roll. match yet. Yeah. I think there's always that, that um, argument that TV time is never a punishment, but especially if right. you're, if you're not like getting jobbed out in 10 seconds, I think, He's having he's having pretty good matches. I don't know why it's it's just I not think, clicking the same as it was. But I think if you were once a champion, and now you're suddenly jobbing out to people who are not champions, who are not at your quote unquote level, that's a problem. See, and I've actually I, when that match started, I was like, I got a feeling they're going to give it to Ludwig Kaiser, and it didn't. While I'm, I like Riddle. It didn't bother me because I feel like actually, if anybody look at Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, their role has been to play jobber to whoever Gunther's next Basically. challenger is. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. them as a tag team in NXT, they were dominant. They were yeah, weak on the main roster. I wouldn't so have had a problem. I, I mean, would have a problem him losing if he would have lost through interference. He lost clean. I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think it hurts his I mean it might hurt his status in the pecking order as far as WWE is concerned. I think the fans still get behind the guy. Well, I mean, we'll see as the weeks come on. We'll see who he who he's wrestling and who he loses to. Yeah. You know, if he goes on like a prolonged losing streak, then he's definitely being punished. Yeah. Yeah. So and then amongst all that, Dynamite had their two hundredth episode last night. What did you guys think of the show? Jay, you got to unmute to share. Muted, my friend. Thank you. Sorry, it wasn't bad. Um, I mean, the the women's title match was a bit of a surprise, especially with the Wembley show coming up right now. But, you know, the only thing everybody cared about was MJF and Adam Cole. So... I mean that was that was a good segment and yeah. you know there's theories about what that contract really says. Yeah. Um I was surprised to see Trent Barretta winning that triple threat. Like big well, surprise, yeah. I mean, good for him because when I first saw that match, I was like, Yeah, he's eating the fall here. Um, I'm gonna be totally honest with you, the Ring of Honor tag team title match, I could care less. I skipped over that whole thing. I was like, Yeah, this doesn't belong on here. I thought for a two hundred show, I mean it was good. But it's like the same complaint we've had about Raw with anniversary shows last few years. They didn't spend that much time celebrating the 200 episodes and everything that was accomplished. I think we got one video and then one uh, deer and headlights speech from Tony Khan. Um, the women's title match, I like Hikaru Shido, so I was happy to see her win. It wasn't crisp. Like, there was nobody in her corner yet. If it wasn't for that Kendall stick, which that segment took forever to set that thing up. You know what I mean? You know, title well, changes and happening. I totally think they she does in that transitional champion role. She's going to drop it to Soraya at Wembley. I mean, I think um, she does win was a thank you for the pandemic, right? Because she really kind of got screwed. She won during the pandemic yeah. and really got nothing out of it. So I think that was like you said, if it's a transition, I think it was like a thanks. Um, I thought the show was fun, but really inconsequential in the long run, right? Nothing really happened. Um, so, I mean, it was fine. You know, I mean, Tony Khan really needs to not read off cue cards because he looks like uh, a deer in headlights. Like Anthony said, he was like, I'm really happy to be here tonight. I'm like, dude, you really couldn't remember to say that? That was better than what he looked like. <laughs> now we said it. I mean, Jesus. Uh, it was fine. I mean, it, they've had better shows. They've had worse shows. Um, like I said, I laughed out loud a couple times during the elite match. You know, when, uh, uh, what's his name? That the tall Indian guy came out and they were like, no, nope, no, nope. yeah, no, nope. <laughs> that's usually like a heel move. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> so I, well, I laughed. And then, uh, when Brandon Cutler sprayed Karen Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, but, it, but like on the other hand, then why did we have that ring of honor tag team match? I didn't get it. I thought the, um, Daniel Garcia still makes me laugh when he dances. That dance is great. That's his game. And, and uh, you know, when they're imitating each other and stuff. I mean, and when they, and they did the move again, they showed the move where he goes between Sammy's legs, and that still kills me every time because he's like he's like this close to Sammy's crotch, and I'm like, and he's like turning his head, and I'm like, stop, stop, just wait, stop, don't turn your stop. Head. don't turn your head, don't turn your head. You don't want to know what's there. Don't turn your head. I I was watching that in the cafeteria. 
at work and I burst out laughing every time Garcia did that laugh, the dance and people were walking by looking at me like, why the hell is this guy randomly laughing? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, like I said, it was, a, it was entertaining. Um, and again, I, I tell you who I love, who they don't give any time to um, Chuck, Chuck Taylor. He's funny as hell. And they don't hardly do anything. Like last week when they had, the, uh, I think it was maybe a week or two weeks ago when Nick Wayne came out and they were talking to him and he's like, Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne, Nick. Like he was doing like that, something like that. Like he was calling his name over and over again. And I was like dying laughing. I'm like, again, it's it's like that Santana thing. Like that those little off the shoot side things that, you you know, you just, you're like, wait, did he just, I like rewind it. I'm like, oh my God, he's calling his name. Like he would do it like fifth grade. You know I mean? <laughs> Oh, by the way, does anyone feel like AR Fox is a heel? He just he doesn't pull it off very well. He just doesn't sound heelish when he's talking. He seems awkward. Yeah. 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 He, he shouldn't didn't talk. He really pull off angry. He shouldn't talk. Yeah. I mean, the idea to go to Nick Wayne thing. Oh, and then and then when they're like, call him, call him now. And they literally did a voice call. I'm like, why wouldn't you freaking FaceTime him and like really rub it in? Like, look what we did to your boy, you know? Instead it's oh, we're gonna talk to your voice stuff. Like, do you have an do you have a, a do you have a di- uh do you have a, a push button phone here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, unlock it. <laughs> you got an old school coach. flip. <laughs> the other thing I noticed, and it was a fun show, don't get me wrong. They made mention like in the first uh, segments um, that, oh, we went back to the original Dynamite entrance. This is so cool. And I was like, I didn't even freaking notice. And this goes into my theory. Nobody gives a shit about the fucking stages or entrances. Just give us a good show. Mm-hmm. I don't care about. That was a pretty, look like. he looked pretty, uh, Nick Wayne looked pretty bloody. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And yeah. They like, they sold that well. Like he got cut with glass and. Yeah, I mean, oh, there was some. When they cut away. And then cut back to him, and he was in a literal pool of blood. Yeah, yeah, wow. that was yeah, that was crazy. Sure. Oh, so, I mean, there's a lot then, of good parts of the show. Yeah, and then RVD when he came out, I was like, "Oh my god, he looks terrible." And then when he actually almost hit the spin kick, I was like, "Damn, fat boy can still move." <laughs> how what? How old is RVD now? Uh, Mid fifties. Mid fifties. Yeah, I'll, I'll verify, but I've could have sworn it was i would say that's about right he's probably in my age range so uh born 1970 you're actually older than him wow yep by one year he is 52 looks like 50 yeah uh i was gonna say he looked older than 52 to me but and then he hit this then he almost hit the spin kick i don't know he's also next to jack ferry who makes everyone look old (laughs) (laughs) yeah no he just didn't even when it, with his Hall of Fame induction a few years ago, and this, he just doesn't it, it look like he's aged like big time in the last several years. Well, you know, he lives in a cloud of smoke. What do you want him to look like? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And then the interview with Renee Paquette, I was just like, oh my God, he's high as fuck right now. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you guys what do you think of this whole CM Punk defending the real world championship? Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with it, except for the fact that he parades this belt out on collision. The and the AEW champion MJF is on the show. Even if he said, if somebody was interviewing him and he said, "Well, what do you think about what CM Punk just said?" and he was like, "Whatever, I, I'm the champion. Let him let him go play with his toy belt." Something to, for him to be on the same show and they didn't even reference it. Yeah, I, so, I mean, obviously they're setting them up, right? They're setting them up for an angle. It, my guess is 
all out. I think it's going to be all out in Chicago. Punk versus whoever comes out of that Cole MJF match. Well, do you want to see CM Punk Adam Cole? Or do you want to see CM Punk MJF? I would rather see Punk MJF, but if it's Cole, it's Cole. I don't think I don't think so either. But I don't know. I just, it just seems odd that you would have both of your champions on the same show. Um, somebody, somebody I was talking to at work today theorized that oh, it's going to be like Raw and SmackDown separate champions, and I was like, but I was like, mm, no, I'm just no. It, it feels argument. yeah, and it feels weird with Collision. Like it seems you know they're trying to say that oh no, there's not separate rosters. It's not you know everyone still gets along and blah 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 blah. But Collision just feels like a totally different company and show. It's like it's the CM Punk and the Lade show every week. Well, did you notice yeah. the elite elite mentioned that? I did, I did. But you know what? Punk also made a joke when he showed up on Dynamite randomly and like, oh wait, I'm not supposed to be here. But yet, <laughs> it's been mentioned in one-offs. I don't know. It, it, collision just seems odd. It doesn't seem like it fits in. It's a better I, show. I think we've established though that it takes them a while to get a narrative going. So they'll like throw everything in. Kind of then try to connect the dots a little later. So give it a moment. But at four, at four years in, you shouldn't have. To yeah. <laughs> so you, we you say that, <laughs> but really, how long is four years for a wrestling company? Really, think about this. How long it's is four years? Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred right. days, <laughs> or whatever it is. Three sixty-five times, times four. <laughs> guys, I figured it out. You know, Vince Russo said that. Tony Khan's paying for his TV time. Apparently, he's paying the Reverend to speak up for AEW. No, as no, well. no. I, we're holding it to a standard of something that's been around for over thirty years. That's really the standard we're holding it against. And I don't. While I think there are things that need to improve, there are things I'm not surprised haven't improved yet. You got a rotating roster in and out with injuries. You got people who really don't know how to run this type of company yet, learning as they go. It's kind of like the whole NXT thing when we were saying, well, this person doesn't look ready and this person doesn't look ready. Yeah, they're not ready. They're learning as they go. It happens to be in front of us. I think that's okay. I, I, I'm just saying, don't be surprised but they don't meet expectations. To counteract your point, WCW, when Bishop took over, you can say that was a a guy who never ran a wrestling company before, took it over, and took on the beast and put it on its ass. And then put WCW out of business. Yeah, it's, well, it's true. Time Warner, but also, time <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of time, time Warner took over. Yeah, yeah some they, of didn't the wanna, they didn't want to have a wrestling company anymore. The, the other the other but, argument I would make is WCW, they were starting to build momentum, but what really turned the tide was bringing in name like Hulk Hogan. You know, they had people that knew how to Hall run companies, yeah. Hall and Nash. But, and Jason, to counter your point also, so who's Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho has been in the business for 30 years. He doesn't know how to run? run a company. He hasn't learned anything. Wait, wait, but what is he Because he talks to us. But what has he run before? What has he run? And like what have these people run before before they got this and so what what have these run Eric before Bischoff, he came in but he came in to fix something that existed so there was an infrastructure to start with he had he was able to kind of look at what was wrong 
and make decisions with it. And he had a lot of financial backing, of course. But Ted Turner wasn't holding the book. Here, we got an owner, Tony Khan, who holds the book. And he's basically dictating the direction of things. And he has no experience in running a wrestling company. No, no, all these guys have or, freedom. That's what they keep saying, that they have all this freedom. To well, do what we they all want. know that's not true. But we've known that for a while. How like, do we that's, know that's not, not true? none of that's new. So you None think Tony Khan's okay with all the stupid ideas that Jericho comes up with? Who, granted, Jericho's got 30 years, so Jericho well, talks like he's an expert Tony, and knows how to run a company. Allegedly, Tony Khan was the one who redid the pyro for that exploding ring at the last minute that made it look like sparklers going off. While I never Eddie heard that. Covered, uh, John yeah, I never heard that either. Oh, yeah. That was, that was last minute. So, like... I'm just saying you're watching the growing pains happen, but four years isn't that long. We think so, it is. It ain't that long. So and he what, should stop talking like he's the number one wrestling company in the world. I mean, Triple that's, H insinuates he's a secondary company. Which, did you know Wembley's the biggest show in wrestling history? In history. <laughs> <laughs> not, right? not AEW history. In wrestling history. Yeah, and then and he's bragging about, oh, we're number one in UK and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're number one in UK because you're on Freeview channels versus premium services, which is where WWE mostly is. Secondly, if UK, if you're such a big sell in UK, why the fuck are you only showing up there for the first time now? It's been four years. Why? If you got such a great crowd in UK, run more shows in the UK. So I got a quick question for Jason. So four years... You're saying isn't enough. How many okay. years is, in your know. opinion? I've never run a TV show. Well, I'm just curious. You uh, you had a you had you had a my, very dis my usual, hold on hold on. My usual. You had a very dis distinct opinion. You said four yeah. years isn't enough. Four years so isn't that long is enough. in your opinion, would eight years be enough? Would six years be enough? I'm just curious what your what your number is in your head. Honestly, my opinion is that the five year mark, if you haven't started, made significant improvements in things. That's when you start looking at, okay, who do we need to get in to run this differently? So you think they got one more year to get their act together? To where you can see it going in the right direction. Okay. I'm just going to point something out. Vince McMahon took over WWF, which was a territory at the time in 1982. Within three years, he was on closed circuit TV. Three years and a few years after that, WrestleMania three. So within five years. Ratings way higher than what AEW is getting, and it's not the it's not necessarily the fairest comparison because there was less on TV back then. There was less cable. So well, Vince McMahon also had a father in the wrestling business, so he grew yeah. up in wrestling. And okay, and Tony Khan's got and Tony Khan's father and his family own like several sports franchises, so it's it shouldn't be that big a stretch for him. It really shouldn't. Well, would you say, um, okay? I think unequivocally people would say George Steinbrenner was one of the more successful team owners in sports history. Does that mean he'd be qualified to run a movie studio? Because it's not just sports. It's not a, like, it's not a sport. It's, it's an entertainment company first and foremost. So they have to, he has to know how to do trip, you know, run that line between both. And I don't think he does. I honestly don't think he should be the one running everything there. 
but you know, we got who we got. I don't know. I think AEW needs um, there needs to be another layer between Tony Khan and the wrestlers. I think is the main problem because I think he's a fanboy who who you know somebody runs up to him with a good idea and he, he's like, "That's great, let's do it." Not thinking how it fits into the show, not going into you know how's it fit long term. And I really think you need someone who's going to look at the board and say, okay, here's CM Punk and here's what I want him to be in two years. And here's Kenny Omega and here's what I want, where I want to get him in two years. And here's MJF and whose contract ends when and where. Like you should really have a wall with stickies or something and have a plot, you know what I mean? And graphs, like where is everybody going? And I don't think they do that. I think they go almost week to week in a lot of cases. And I think that's the problem. I think, and you, you, know, you notice it on TV because half the matches you're like, I don't even understand why this match is happening. And they really need to separate the brands. Ring of Honor should have its own show, and that should be it. They shouldn't even be on AEW. And yet they are. And you're like, well, why am I? Why do I care about the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions when I have FTR? Who's FTR then? You know, like, what's the difference? Why do I? Why should I care? I think that's the other problem. Is it's why should I care? Right? A lot of these matches, you're like, why should I care? And. This, and you know every little comment sets him off and he goes off on this tirade and rob said it he's a fanboy he's not treating it like a company that's on him it's been four yes. years that's yeah. on him yeah that's no question i'm talking about what we see on tv i don't think you build that out especially on two of the years where you know not in front of people um i don't know if it's easy to build out that that much of a devoted fan base that sets a mark against somebody like a WWE. I think it takes a little more time than that. I've watched guys he's brought in that bring ratings. The ratings do go up with certain guys. They spike a little bit. They spike a little bit, and they're putting themselves over to supposedly the next generation. Well, guess what? That next generation, the ratings are not staying reflective. Jericho comes off the TV, for example. Punk comes off the TV ratings drop there's something there's something wrong there and i don't i'm sorry the guy treats everything like a fan we've been another example we've been bashing wwe for years for bringing in legends as part-timers left and right but nobody says anything to tony khan bringing in sting who should have hung it up years ago we got rvd back for example he's just as guilty of doing the same things he's nothing you're saying is wrong nothing you're saying is wrong i'm just saying I don't see them read. I don't foresee him saying anything until they hit that five year mark, saying, Holy shit, no, I'm doing this wrong. So we could talk to you about this a year from now when, yeah, I, when I they're in the same position. No, 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 no. They'll either be in a better place or they'll be worse off. It's, you know, the other. No, there's no even ground there. It's going to be better or worse in a year. The other thing I was thinking I, about. I think they've hit their level personally. I think this is what they're going to be, and that's fine. Yeah, I think you're right because I think the other problem is you've got they keep bringing in wrestlers from Japan, wrestlers from Mexico, which for the indie guy, like our guy who really, really loves wrestling, it's interesting. But your casual fan is doesn't going to give two shits about a new Japan wrestler. Or, you know, like these Mexican, you know, like uh, Commander and stuff. I don't care about him. I think he stinks. I think he just bounces around a lot. So I, he doesn't really interest me at all. So I think they've got they've got some things they need to sort out for sure. 
But I think Anthony's right. I think they're going to be, this is who they're going to be. They're going to cater more to the real wrestling fan. And that's just the way it's going to be. I don't think they're ever going to change. I would actually go so far as to say they're catering to today's indie wrestling fan because a lot of the fans that were watching a wrestling for a very long time, like you, like me, we're, we're, we're picking them apart left and right. I feel like if you're in your 30s and 20s, this is the wrestling for you is AEW. Maybe early 40s. That's, but I think the rest, that's WWE fair. caters to the kids. And then the older generation that's been watching WWE for decades, this is what they're used to. I'm guilty of this as well. I don't know. When I watch AEW, I, I feel like it's like ECW. They got their niche audience, but that's it. And and I feel like they ha- it's been four years. He's got enough experience, and he's still doing the same stuff over and over and over again. In fact, in some ways, I would say I'm glad their ratings have stayed level because I honestly feel like the show was more compelling in the beginning when it was new and fresh. Now it's like, all right, who cares? And a lot of, you were saying you were different from me from WWE. You've been doing a lot of stuff WWE's been doing, and using a lot of WWE talent. Yeah, right. yeah, could think. Yeah, collision. Uh, collision is basically all former WWE guys. If you think about it, Malachi Black, Andrade, CM Punk, FTR. I mean, the the one thing I think that should have improved over a year ago, um, and it's the one thing I talk about every week, is their production, uh, like the production quality itself, camera crews, production truck making cuts to the right person at the right time. So when they when a big move is supposed to be pulled off in the ring, they don't have a shot of like someone standing at ringside yeah. or the crowd or like somebody's elbow. Well, or something. And in like, that, that's a big problem. And they're using former WCW camera crew and production crew for that. So there's no excuse there. So WCW there, you, make those mistakes. You got to have a new director come in. You got to have a new that to me, that can't wait. Man. Well, that they made a big deal that they hired some guy away from WWE, and it was going to be a totally new look and presentation. All they did was parade out some new stage, and honestly, mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. Well, with that being said, we thank you guys for listening. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll catch you next week. Peace.